What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Manny Digital. And we're back with another Fatherhood's Epi, baby. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Hey, baby, huh? You didn't like baby? No, I didn't like Epi. Ah, bueno, métetelo por el fuich. What the fuck? Métetelo por el and then you exhale? Somebody, I think you métetelo por your fuich. Yo, wait, wait, wait. Do you watch Power? No. We were talking about this off air, but we're going to bring it into this conversation now. No, I, have, you, I you, haven't watched it. I, I, it sounds like I should by the sound of it from so you I, and a I, couple friends. I have to publicly shame both of you because you guys are missing out on amazing television. And uh, Wait, you watched Euphoria yet? Uh, <laughs> I haven't finished. Yeah. No, I, I need that. I need to go watch that for real. So is power real quick? Is power as good as The Wire? Because then I'll watch it uh, if it's like that uh, level of, of TV. I, I I wouldn't. There's not. I can't compare anything to The Wire. I, the Wire was just so crazy to me. I, I nothing really compares. Power's fifties series, yeah. right? Okay. Correct. All right. So, spoiler alert for those that are listening and you haven't watched episode seven of the current season of Power. Now, in this episode. <clears throat> The mother, the 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 main lady of the show, she and her husband, they're they're big drug dealers, or they used to be. Um, they're trying to leave that life. The son is name is Tariq. Tariq is picking up behind his dad's, you know, empire or whatever, trying to build his own, make his way. His parents are not fucking with that. They're like, yo, leave that alone. We're paying good money for you to go to school. We want you to educate yourself and go down that path. He's really drawn to the streets and he's following the street, you know, side of things. So it comes to a point in this in this episode toward the end where the mom finally realizes we're not going to change this kid's ways. This kid's going to be a drug dealer. This is what he wants to do. There's no way we're going to stop him from doing it because they've tried throughout the season, like different things. And he keeps going back. The dad is like, no, I can reach him. I think we, I can make him do what we need him to do. The mother's like, you ain't going to do shit. I'm, I'm a, I don't want to lose my, another kid because she's already lost one in, in the show. So she decides, yo, I'm going to go ahead and support my son because I know the game and I can help him navigate more safely than if he was doing it on his own. So that's that's basically the end of that episode. But my wife and I were discussing it and she was and I, I basically posed the question to her. I was like, yo, if it was if it was one of our kids, would you side like with him like she did with her son? And my wife immediately she was like, yeah. Yeah, like if I had the knowledge and I can navigate the world. I was about to say, you'd have to have the knowledge. Right. I mean, yeah. It would be helpful. 
everything being equal, would you do it? And she was like, without hesitation, she was like, yeah. And I'm like, I can't answer that quickly. So I figured, yo, I was like, yo, let's have this conversation because it's, you can apply it to very, you know, different things. But like, if you're caught in that situation, like, what do you do? Hmm. I don't know. I think that's tough because ask your wife this if and and with all this is with all due respect because it's gonna no, sound no, no, crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell just like but, you said. But if 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 your daughter, you know, wanted to be a stripper and your wife had been a stripper, is she gonna like, be like, yeah, gonna say, just prostitute, motherfucker? Yeah, you were going real. I wasn't gonna say that, dude. I was gonna say like I'm just saying like something more, you know, drug dealer. You could kind of paint the picture that you know it's it's kind of like a business but it's illegal but you know if what if it was a, a stripper angle you know like you know is your wife gonna you think she'd answer as quickly like yeah you know i'd, I'd if if i had the know-how i'd school her how to be a good stripper you know like i i don't i mean for me it's i think for her it's more the mortality of it so because the mortality the drug, of it the no the mortality like the the Potential for death. Yeah, right. mortality is what I was right. asking. Right. So for her, that's why she's like, well, shit, if I'm that good at, at the game and I know how to survive it, or I think I know, then I need to apply that. I don't know if it applies necessarily to stripping, right? I don't know how detrimental to your health outside of you getting cocked all day long. Maybe it's a similar thing. But I guess, here's, but real quick, in terms of helping, do are you talking about actually being working with the kid to actually sell or is it guiding in terms of like hey do this don't do that i mean what's what's the parameters here for, it's, for help it's it's basically helping the kid establish his organization to run as safely and as profitably what, as possible what's the what's the mafia term conciliary it'd be, it'd be like yeah, that right type of thing this yeah. is the thing though and, and this is the thing when you when you take something from a TV program and try to apply it to real life, it really doesn't translate the same. Sure. You know, um, I think that, I don't know, man, I, I don't think it's that easy to be like, oh, yeah, for sure I do it. Because at the end of the day, then, now the whole family gets into, into the into you know, is, is you know, there's racketeering laws, there's RICO, you know, all that stuff. So I don't know, man, I, I just, I don't see that translating the same way and it being like a whole happy-go-lucky family and we're, we're like a mafia now. It just doesn't last. Fine. Fine, Killjoy. What I'm asking you is <laughs> if if none of that shit mattered, right? If all you knew was... So just meaning like helping, if, if your kid is going to do something that's detrimental and potentially illegal or or, or along those lines, yeah. as a parent, are you going to assist them in that process or shun them and risk losing them? Is that what you, is that, is that kind of a way to, I, I don't pretty much. I don't think that's really your question. No, it is. I mean, to, because you, what you're really saying is you're already immersed in it as a family. And that's different to me. If I'm a, if I'm a mafia family or I'm a, I'm a drug cartel family, then, then it's my fault that this kid is, is following in these footsteps. So yeah, it's my responsibility to fucking guide them if they're going to do it with or without me. Well, it's kind of like Blanco, right? Right. Mm. So he comes Continue. from. He comes from. He come, I'm just saying he cut. Well, which I don't remember which episode, but so he comes from that lifestyle. He comes from that family, and that's what he learned, and that's what he knew, and that's what he continued in. And it didn't sound like from from our interaction with him that he had his parents 
or any other members of his family necessarily guiding him out of that lifestyle. Well, because because they were immersed it, in it, it. and they it didn't end well, and the yeah. family wasn't around to to maybe guide him through that. Right. By the way, you know, uh, on a lighter note, shout out to 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 Michael. He's he's on the second season of uh, Cartel Crew on VH1. That's I think dope. it premiered uh, yesterday. Um, so shout out to him and and, and wifey. But uh, but yeah, I think it, there's two different parallels that we need to look at look at this from. If you're if you're a family that's kind of immersed in that world already, and your kid learned by watching you, and they got attracted to that lifestyle, even if you were trying to deter them, and they, they it just seems like they're gonna do it with or without you, then yeah, you that's that's a family business at that point. If you're you know, a, a regular Joe Schmo, the mailman, and your kid wants to be a drug dealer or wants to be a, a fucking hitman, you know, yeah, the mailman, does, you know, what's he going to do? He's not going to be like, oh, fuck it, I, I want to help guide you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nah, the mailman don't got the skills. The mailman can't do shit for that situation. But let's take, and, the, let's take the skills out of it. Let's just take the the idea of you know that your kid is doing, is going down the wrong path and you, and you don't, and you feel like, there's nothing you can do to stop him or her and you don't want to lose them. You still want to maintain a relationship with them. Do you, you know, do you accept that and try to help them regardless in any way that, that you can? So you still have the relationship with them. I I think in, in a lot of families and especially, especially um, ethnic families, I think they would take a hard road and a hard stance and be like, you know what, if you're doing something that that is we we all know is detrimental to yourself and the family and we can't change your mind, then you're basically out of the family. Go do what you got to do. And that's it. You know, don't don't really talk to us. And that that's what happens. And in, in, I mean, in, in real life. And I don't see any other way around it if you can't convince the person otherwise that this is not the right track for them. Yeah. I mean, and, and this could include drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and, you know, any of the... It, 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 it does include that because there's people that try time and time again to to help their drug addict, you know, child. And it gets to the point where they can't do anything and they actually have to salvage themselves and the fam- the rest of the family by just detaching completely until that's that a, person actually... figures it out. It's actually a good analogy because I, I didn't think about it like that, but it, it could be very similar because um, like at that, like the the comparison is like, all right, so if your son or daughter is an addict, you supporting that habit basically is the same kind of thing, right? So you're feeding them the drugs or whatever. Or even just keeping them sheltered and keeping them safe, but yet allowing them to still continue to do what they're doing. I mean, you, that tends to be like the biggest the biggest kind of confusion with with families where you've you know you don't want them out in the streets you worried about them you know not being safe not eating whatever um but by keeping them sheltered and by keeping them safe it's still enabling them to continue to do what they do so it's one of those catch 22 situations and it also depends on two things the age of of the child at one point and the resources that that family has at hand, because if that child time and time again, and now is in adulthood, isn't changing, there's not much you can really do to, to, to change an, an adult at that point. 
Mm-hmm. If you've tried, if you keep hitting your head against the wall, it's not working. And then also there's families that have uh, more resources than others that can afford to keep throwing money at the situation in terms of like help and, and paying people to, to, to hunt, you know, find their kid investigators or, 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 you know, social workers and medical attention, putting them in, in rehabs and this, that, and the other, you know, or if in the situation, if you want to take your kid away from crime, you know, you can, you might have the resources to, to help them start a business and, and, you know, kind of like deter them in that way and like put, try to get their skills into another set, but you have the money. Hey, look, I'm going to just dump all this money into you starting a business. But not every family has that. But, well, also, here's another way to look at it. I mean, if we're going to talk TV a little bit and how it relates to things that happen in real life, you guys have watched the uh, the Wu-Tang show on, on Hulu at all? No, I haven't had a chance. No, sir. It's pretty no. good. It's pretty good. It's worth it's worth watching. I mean, some of it's fictionalized to an extent, and, and I believe it's you know based on the stories. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. But um, but but Riza and his brother, you know, they're they're doing stuff. They're hustling, and they're bringing money in and paying the rent, buying food, all that kind of stuff, which happens, you know, with a lot yeah. of families. And the mom is well aware of it, right? So the mom is counting on them. She's working, you know, uh, at nine to five and and all that stuff. But what she's doing isn't isn't cutting it for for the whole family. So she's fully aware of what her sons are doing, and she knows that it's illegal. But at the same time, it keeps the family afloat. So I know you know there's there's a lot of situations in real life that's like that as well. So this is, that's similar in nature to what we're talking about here. And and I think that goes reverts back to what I was saying in terms of resources. If you're if you're a family with very little resources and you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you don't have many choices, then that's you know what I'm saying like it kind of like it, it it normalizes certain things right that wouldn't normally be normal because it's like we have no other choice it's survival of the fittest yeah no that and that's true and that's kind of what my my what I think you know when we discussed it I was like damn to my wife like yo you answered that really quickly and I don't think you took the time to really think through this shit but for her it was it was that it was that clear cut it was like it's either survival or risk losing this kid without me doing anything at all Right. So for her, it was like trying is better than not. And that, I mean, it's deep. It was like the way it ended that episode. I was like, it really had me like thinking like it was a real thought provoking moment. So shouts to them. Like it's a, it's a really good show and seasons looking like it's going to wind up pretty interesting. Got a lot of buzz going. On. I'm going to have to check it out as soon as you guys check out Euphoria as well. Did you finish the season? <laughs> Euphoria? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna catch up, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do you that solid. Yeah, go watch Wu Tang instead. <laughs> <laughs> Snowfall's though too. Though. That shit's that's, that's bananas. My, that's my show. Um, do you, you do you have this issue, E, where you're trying to get TV time, watching your own or watching with your lady? And it's terrible nowadays, man. You you can't find time, right? Nah. And then the and time you, that I do have is when everybody's sleeping, and I'm tired at that point now. But do you ever come across it where you're you know, maybe you just put the baby down for a nap and you guys find a window like an hour where you guys can actually sit down. Does the baby come in the room and then you got to shut shit down or like? No, nah, I mean, those that doesn't even exist. Like if the baby's sleep, like any moment, it's it's either you're working on some work stuff or you're like the little bit of time that we might have TV time is, you know, yeah, the baby sleeps pretty regularly at night. So what happens is we'll rotate whether it's like 
a show that me and my girl watch together, which is never really the shows that I really want to watch. Yeah. Um, you sure you want to say that right now? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, she knows it. Like, I mean, wow, okay. I've, I've, I'm not saying that I hate the shows. It's just right. I would rather watch some of the other shows. But whatever. And I, or I actually rather play some Xbox and play some Call of Duty and shit. Play some, some Call of Duty. So, you know, so whatever, man. It's it's all stretched thin and nothing really gets done well. How about, how about you, Kay? Yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much does not happen. Any kind of sit down TV time that we have, it's 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 all of us sitting together and watching something that my son likes or, or is appropriate for him. Um, sometimes we'll try to find a movie that that we're interested in as well that would work with him. But anything besides that, what happens to me is maybe sometimes at late at night, um, if, if if I'm done with work and all that stuff and I'm not super tired, then I end up like laying in bed with uh and, and watching something like with headphones on just for a few and and then th- that's about it. But it's nothing regular, no kind of regular like, oh I'm gonna watch Shit. this tonight or anything. Which I actually I'm not mad at because I mean uh and I, I, I like the way that T V programming is set up where you can just watch it whenever whatever you want to do at this point. Because mm-hmm. that works for my lifestyle. When it's like, all right, if I'm in the mood to see something, then you know, if I got time to do it, that's cool. But otherwise, don't really miss it that much. The the best time is flight time, bro. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you binge the shit out of right. everything. Yeah, flight. but for me, like like my wife and I, we we try to make that a thing where we try to find a couple. You know, pro- at this point, we probably try to do it like three or four times a week. Find an hour. But, you know where it makes sense because the kids got to be on their way to bed or busy doing some other shit far away where they can't hear what we're listening or watching because um, for instance in power the other day the opening scene of one of the episodes is Lorenz Tate fucking going in on some chick right and, and you hear everything and you hear the skin slab and everything Th- thanks for the sound effects on that one by the way <laughs> <laughs> how was it again man <laughs> And and we're like, oh shit! Like, what do we do? And then you know we bring the volume down, whatever. And then you can't really watch it because now one of us is playing like uh, detective, like watching out, making sure nobody's coming or what have you. So you can't really enjoy watching anything because bad words will come up or what have you. So it's really stressful. So we and then if they go to sleep too late, we're older. We're not trying to stay up all fucking night. So it becomes really difficult for us. I don't know. I just, it's, I was hoping maybe you guys had a better way, but I guess this shit is just uni- not going to work. Universal. Word. Shall we uh, engage with our, our guest now? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, he's been lacing mics for about 30 years strong. You might have first heard him and his partner spit hot lava on Black Moon's critically acclaimed album, Enter the Stage. He's one half of the duo Smith and Wesson and a part of the infamous boot camp clique. With us today, it's Bed Star Brooklyn's own tech. What's good, homie? Yeah, yeah. Love. You said spitting that lava for like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Am, I, am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? <laughs> He's just spitting volcanic lava. <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Manny was trying to do bars. 
Word, I thought he was spitting a verse for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't charge for that feature. He, <laughs> yeah, I bet God, that's gonna be free, free ninety nine for you, bro. He, he ghost. That's how you. That's how ghost writers be having. Yeah, you know, I shot him that idea. You know, he just. <laughs> I said, yo, take those bars. <laughs> yep, no publishing. You can sample that all you want. Yeah, it was good. Yo, so so um, you know, we usually start the show off with with our guests just really understanding the family dynamic. So, can you break down for us what your fatherhood dynamic is, like number of kids, or or how that whole mix of family works with you? My fatherhood dynamics is I I come from a family of sixteen. First of all, Ooh. same Whoa. mother, same father. Uh, yeah. I'm what they call the knee baby. So after me, I have a, a younger brother. Mm. As far as my family goes, personally, I have one son. That's the greatest completion I have made thus far. Uh, who actually turns 18 this month on the 16th. Wow. wow. So it's been a journey. Yeah. Nice. So l- let me ask you this, man. So typically, at least from my experience, just meeting people who have bigger families, come from bigger families, they tend to to just be used to having a lot of family around. They tend to have more kids in general. So with you with one coming from a family of 16, how does that feel for you? I mean, it's, it's like I said, uh... My son was kind of, he was, I would say playing, because I didn't have him until I was about maybe 26, 27. So he, he, he was one that was planned. And um, even though life goes on, the my my soulmate that I'm with now, she also has a child, okay. a daughter. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, so it's basically two, but we talk about having another one, maybe, maybe not, you know, the most high don't make any mistakes. We're just seeing how that plays out, how that goes. But um, for me, it, it's it's a great feeling, man, because you try to be you try to be their friend so bad that sometimes you forget that you're the parent, right. and it's like you may let you may let them get away with a whole lot of shit that you know as a child you didn't get away with. And you know, your brothers or your siblings didn't get away with, and if it was anybody else, you wouldn't let them get away with it either. But um, it's 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 something that I learned hands on daily. Like you know, it's, there's there's of course there's books written on how to parent, but for me, you you can't go by that because everybody's experience is not yours. Everybody's no or yes is not yours, and it's going to be different circumstances that surround each and every decision that's made or each and everything that comes up that you have to deal with in, in this thing we call life and it's done yet. So, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful to experience, to watch. And, um, it's, it's just a, a living as you learn experience really, man. but it's beautiful. I'd imagine though, with that many, with 15 siblings that you have, there's plenty of cousins and family that it doesn't feel like, like you, you know, the two kids that you have in the family now, your son and 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 your lady's kid. It doesn't feel like they're they're only children in a sense. 
Nah, not at all. It's just, see, and, and the thing about that is I try to, you know, being coming from a family like that, I have family all over the place, Texas, Virginia, all over different parts. And I, I try to get him to, you know, know your cousins because there's so many of us that you never know when you bump into them down the line or what you may have in common. But um, it it just, it, it's, it's kind of weird in a way because, like you said, there's so many of them. And then it's like a rapper and a producer, almost a new one, pop up every day that you have no idea even existed. <laughs> Mm. Like um, I have cousins that that plays professional football, and uh, I have cousins that's just doing all types of things. But you know, the, to it's it's all it's like what they're into. They was the first to do it in their family. Like I was the first to do the. I wasn't even the first to do music because my pops did music, and my mom's was a minister. But as the generation of the brothers, I was the first. So you know, we we all find that that one step after we after we finish crawling, we 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 stand up and grab hold of something and, and navigates us to it. So I, I just try to get them to rock with each other for as long as possible. What uh, how, how challenging has it been? You know, when when your son was born and you managing your career. Can you take us through some of those examples? I, I'm assuming there were challenges, but I, I'd love to hear from you. Like, how how was that process coming in, and now you have a child, but you're also trying to manage this career? Um, it was fun, really. It was a learning experience. Like, I would I would have him with me, damn everywhere I went. If I could get him in a club for a show, he was there. <laughs> I had the Gucci check on his where I carry him in front. We at the barber shop. We we everywhere. Got the baby seat driving around in the in the forest. What whatever it was that I was doing, I was trying to <coughs> already teach him and show him. He ain't even talking yet. He's still boo boo gaga. So I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was great for me because, like I said, it was my one and only. So and then, what do every man ask for his first born to be? Uh, a dude, son. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I felt my my prayers had been answered. So it was only right that I try my best to be in his life, part of him, and try to show him everything that I know. Even though I know he's gonna he's gonna surpass me and be greater. So, but it what the challenges wasn't really hard. Man. It, it was it was fun. It's only problematic when you make it like that. Mm-hmm. So he's he's eighteen. He's on his way to college soon, or what, what's his plan? Yeah, he he wanna he wanna play professional ball. He's in uh, AAU right now, so he's balling. He's, uh, oh. he's he's I'm not just saying he's good because he's my son, but he's good. He's not that tall because you know I'm not so tall he, at all. So that that's <laughs> so the only part. Huh? Yeah. Now I was gonna say, so his his mid range jump shot is on point, or? Oh yeah, he got his water. He he, he a trigger okay. puller. All right. He a trigger puller. He got a handle. Everything. He a floor general. I'm just trying to get him to add more things to his arsenal, being that he is, you know, not so tall. I'm trying right. to get him to rock on his post up game. 
get them in the weight room. So, you know, the whole game of basketball has changed now. Everybody's a three-point shooter. Everybody a sniper from outside. So I'm like, listen, bro, if you add this to your repertoire, you're going to be a double-triple threat. He averaged like three steals, three, four steals a game, maybe two rebounds. Uh, He's in the range from eight to 16 points. So... All right, he's yeah, he's he's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ain't happened overnight. It didn't nah, happen overnight. It was one time when we he was wearing two left sneakers, so you know, he, he came a <laughs> sure. long way. But he had some good training. He worked hard. He hustled, and he he became he really surprised me, man. I tell him that every day. Yo, you special, man. For a guy like me to have a son like you, you you. We're blessed people, man. I, I thank Allah every day. I pray for him and, and thank him for him and just try to keep him on the straight, narrow path. You know, at this age, his head is on a swivel checking chicks out. So I'm like, yo, my man. <laughs> now is not the time. Get this education. I even try to tell him, listen, it's like a 98 percentage of people that don't make it to the NBA that was nicer than Jordan or nicer than LeBron, whoever you consider to be the nicest in your generation right now, there's another dude that's nicer than him that didn't make it. So mm. don't close your door or your mind to just being a professional ball player. There's other avenues and windows you could go. You could be in uh, analysis like Stephen A. You could be you could be in a coach if that's what you want to, and you'll still be close to the game. You know, it's just like for me, I never wanted to be an MC. I started out being security for still for my PNC, beating niggas up for him, oh, beating wow. niggas up for oh, I wanted to be like an engineer, just somebody behind the board, behind the scene, not even seen. You know, so it wow. you we evolve into what the most high has planned for us. And this this is where we at with it today. Did you introduce him to, to playing ball or was that something that he gravitated towards when he was younger? Um I kinda and do I want to take the credit for that for real? <laughs> it's like I did because, you know, again, me and his mother is not together. So when we separated, you know, of course she took him. So it was kind of hard at that moment to find a common ground and a bond for us to connect and communicate on. And even though I'm still in his life, we never stopped being in each other's life. It was something, he wasn't that interested in music. He didn't want to be no rapper. So I had to find something on his level to talk about, which was, uh, how they say, drip, fashion, and sports. <laughs> he, right. he he liked baseball. I got him into football. I played, made sure he was doing some type of physical activity. Got him into football. He was doing running back in uh, at, um, tight, tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Tight end and running back. So he didn't really like football too much. So then he started picking up the basketball. I'm like, okay. So now we have a common ground. We we enter sports, physical sports. I used to box, so he liked boxing then. So it was like something that we could talk about after your schoolwork. We could kill you. Your daddy, uh, 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 yeah, this happened. Did you see how he made that move? How he would do, yeah, I seen that. You know this. And now he's into baseball. He he likes. I'm not really too much of a baseball fan. I only watch it if it's really like the New York Subway series. 
mm-hmm. and I see the Yankees doing something, but he likes baseball. So I had I had to learn about baseball. You know, you got so that's Tech, you gotta you gotta get on the um playoffs right now. The Yankees are doing some work. I, that's what I just said. All right. I just want to make sure you actively watch it. I, I see the sweet. I see the sweet. <laughs> I see the sweet. But that that was something that I had to do for myself to make sure, you know, I keep him tight and keep his interest and keep him straight and, and doing things that I did that he don't have to do. That's what every, I think that's what every parent, be it father or mother, wants for their child. You know, you want to be a great provider, uh, uh, a rock, and have them have everything more and better than you know what we came up with. But was like there was was there ever any a time being in the music industry that you felt it was detrimental to being a parent? Um, no, nah, not really, not really, because. Again, he kept him shielded from that. He didn't really know who his dad was on a music scene like that. And um, that was done, you know, on purpose. Right. We, we kept him away from that. And it provided him with a better life, provided me with a better life. So I was able to provide him with a better life. So it was really nothing detrimental. It's, it's all. It's been a blessing. I, I can't right. lie. It's been a it's been a hell of a bumpy ride, but it's been a blessing. What what age did you and his, his mom split? What age was this? Uh, for, for him, he he was like seven years old. Oh, okay, seven or eight. Seven just turning eight like that. And, so I've been with my uh, my my better half now for like ten years. So we've been not dealing with each other for 10 years. And did you get so, to, did you get to see him weekly or? Oh when? yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I see him. I see him all the time. Okay, not cool. like I'm not in the yeah, I see him all the time. Now, we, we had Saigon on here. He broke down like the difficulties of, you know, when you split, unfortunately, sometimes it, it goes really left and yeah, there's yeah, a whole bunch does. of obstacles you got to go through. But for him, the, you know, the, the court system, put a put a real mm-hmm. big you know it puts a burden on you like i i didn't realize how crazy it was like how much they tax you especially the more nah, kids you have no nah, it's really it's that's to any family black white spanish poor whatever it is we we don't i don't think we need the court system you know a lot of that sometimes be done out of spite just to pay back or pity Pity Pendergrass just to get back and and have the other mm-hmm. parent hurt, which is totally wrong. Like I said, it's been a blessing. I mean, when you co-parent, because a woman can't teach a, a a boy to be a man, only his father can do that. We heard that all our lives growing up. So, you know, it, it was it was definitely not easy. Like I said, I still learn every day. I, I didn't get to read a parenting book on how to do this the right way or you know this is this is day-to-day troubles and trials and tribulation that you learn and as as the day as the years go facts and as far as your your lady's daughter how how has that transition been with with you helping to raise her that's that's 
That's beautiful too, man. We call each other bestie. <laughs> so, you know, that's my bestie, and you know, we 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 rock out. It's beautiful. How old? How old was she when you entered her life? Uh, sixteen. Oh, okay. She's she's what twenty five now. Twenty five going twenty six. Okay. Yeah. So and, and it was was it smooth at the beginning? Because rebellious teenagers can you know it could be difficult. I mean, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just the vessel of the Most High that He uses me through. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I've transformed my whole entire life. So I'm, at first, you know, of course, when you date in the next parent, you don't even meet the kid, the, the child, straight off the muscle like that. You got to be, you know. Once they start, once the kids start asking, "Yo, mommy or daddy, why you ain't here so much now? Who's this?" Somebody else got your interest besides me. It ain't like what's happening. So it, it was beautiful because she was already at the age of knowing who she is. She she likes fashion. She likes DJing. She likes music. ASAP Rocky and, and joints like that that she was listening to. And me being in the music industry made it like a cool transition, you know, a, a cool meeting ground. Mm. So I got music with Bestie. I got sports with hoodie with my son, and together we we have a we have a dope well a solid family foundation. The Betty and hoodie, bestie and hoodie, right? That's what you said. Bestie saying? and hoodie, yeah. Bestie and hoodie. That's a new that's a new uh, group right there. <laughs> <laughs> we good oh, money. <laughs> hey, listen, you gotta pass something more, man. <laughs> we can't do it forever. So you you got a new album, you got a new album dropping soon. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like and how that how that inspiration came to be? Uh, you talking about the Dolo joint? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Dolo joint first. Right now, I have the mixtape that I just let out for free that I gave away. It's called the Lost G Mixes, a playoff of you know the Lost Tape of joint, mm-hmm. and um. It's just basically keeping my sword sharp, man, and letting them, the industry know and people know. Listen, this is what you saying? Spitting hot lava? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to use that one from now on. <laughs> We're gonna make T-shirts of that. Yeah. If you made a hot lava spitter, then you can't talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, That's... it's just you know, staying reinventing yourself and staying relevant. So that's the mix CD, and the album, which is following shortly, is titled Priceless. Being that, you know, we lost our brother, Sean Price. Without him, it's, it's, we're priceless now. Then just having a, another play on an outlook of life, me being maturing and reinventing herself and finding out, going through a bunch of things and learning to become a man, not just because you getting older in age with your mind frame and everything has to change and just realizing life is priceless because there's suckers out here in the world that will try to cheat you out of your freedom that will try to trick you on purpose just so they can get up on you right you know so just learning that and going through that losing my brother i was like you know what i'm gonna I'm call this priceless man that's that's gonna be my joint right there that's dope what about Smith & Wesson? Anything in the works? Well, you know, we got the All album we working on about, uh, well, that's done, my fault. 
um, of course, we put that there. Um, shooting the next visual for that, and um, we just came back from Bogota, Colombia, yesterday. Oh yeah, oh, so that's we, yeah. So we 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 constantly putting in. It's not like I'm trying to go solo or nothing. I know my place, Smith and Wesson. That's my PNC for life. My partner, my brother, and you know, it's just. <clears throat> Like I said, if it wasn't for him, he actually wrote my very first rhyme for me. So if it wasn't for him, I would not be doing this. Wow. And, um, yeah, we, we just working. We got uh, some some tour dates coming up. We're supposed to hit Chile in December. I think it's like maybe three or four joints over there. Then, you know, this, this whole summer, basically half of the summer, we did the all tour, which was all Europe and Germany and those places. We've um, been rocking with a live band from Czech Republic called Champion Sound. We actually mm-hmm. did a live album with them on the road. So, yeah, you know, it's, the, the grind don't stop, man. It's, it's, you just don't get your deal and sit back or right. get a new budget. And that's, you still have to put that work in, man. The grind don't stop. You got to keep spitting that hot lava. <laughs> <laughs> Bang it on my chest. <laughs> actually gonna shoot. I've actually got a new video to shoot tonight. Um, I'm supposed to start that at like another, I think at like around nine, ten o'clock. Yo, for the joint called Inside, produced by my man DJ Fu. Oh, that's what's up. You doing that tonight? You said the video. Yes, sir. In Brooklyn, okay. y'all can pull up. I wish. <laughs> but but we we wouldn't be mad if you want to incorporate the fatherhoods in a hot lava verse. It's just fine. <laughs> oh, I, it's good. I, I could use the bars. It ain't gonna be no, no copyright no, no, It's a free license. <laughs> you can run with that whatever you want, brother. Uh, I got I'll be walking around. Uh, Yo, son, did you write? Hot <laughs> 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 it's documented, baby. All the Episode out. It's all. It's all shit. Oh shit! Can't lie your way out of this one. Can't lie your way out of this one. I got one last one last question for you. Let me ask you: Are all of y'all fathers? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got have a. I'm probably the one with the youngest. My my daughter is uh about to be 17 months old. Who's this? Effin? Yeah, Effin. Yeah. Right, right. Manny. I thought you had an older daughter. Nah, I got I got goddaughters that live in New York now. Actually, a twenty-two year old, a nineteen-year-old, and a sixteen-year-old goddaughters. Yep. Oh, so that's probably the one I seen you in a flick, which is probably why I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're damn they damn near like my daughters. Right. So let me yeah. ask y'all: Does does being in the industry like the way y'all have a hold and a grip on the industry that the way y'all do it with this format does it bring any uneasy compromise or anything between your family shit that's what we talk about all the time i mean (laughs) for me being that i have a a toddler at the crib it's just been a matter of trying to adjust you know me being older and and now and having to adjust now to having a a young child it's been an adjustment period that i've been dealing with it hasn't been any turmoil you know it's just been adjusting it's just been difficult to 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 balance work and and you know besides doing these podcasts we're doing all kinds of other things and we always yeah. talk about trying to find inspiration and when you got a baby crying and you need to change a diaper and you need to help mm. in that way you know 
that inspiration goes out the window sometimes. And and also yeah, and also feeling like guilty. So if we're out traveling yeah. or doing stuff for work, it's like how do we, you know, you get those guilt. Gu- yeah, and then if you're not there and something's bad's going down or whatever, it's just how do you shake that guilty feeling and and try to get the work done and stay focused, but at the right. same time, you right. know, make sure that your family's taken care of. So. I think part of the reason mm-hmm. that we started this was just so that we could all talk about it and hear about it from 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 other folks as well. Basically, basically, thank you. Yeah, we we realize we realize um, you know you 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 as a man we as men tend to just right. fall into our own right. little si- silos and think we got it all figured out. And exactly. when we started rapping, it was like, oh shit. Yo, this is how I look at it, and this is how I handle it, and that shit t- tends to help you because you're not probably right, thinking right. about it that way. So, yeah. so it's it's been a nice little uh, thing that we've been doing for a minute, but we decided, yo, let's just open it up and and let other people hear it. And maybe maybe they might like it too. And I appreciate it. That's what I was gonna say because you know, as a man, that's that's just it. Like we too manly to talk. We talk amongst each other, not knowing not even realizing the therapeuticness of talking to somebody else besides yep. probably our wives or, you know, in a congregation like that, that's yeah. that it, it helps us. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I think this is a dope platform the way y'all did it. You, you make it even comfortable to talk about. Appreciate it, man. Or Kay, you had a question. Yeah. I have just one last question for you, man is, um, Going back to being a family, you know, from coming from 16 siblings, um, your dad, how with with that many kids, how how did your dad manage time with you and how important was the attention from your dad for you and in, 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 in that scenario? That's a whole nother chapter in the book. Right there. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, for, for a long time, my, my dad was a, uh, a musician. My dad was a musician. My dad right now is 93. Wow. Uh, oh, my dad was a musician. He used he played, he, he used to rock with uh, James Brown sometimes. He sat in wow. for him. He's, a, he's a, a, a sax player, a drum player. He plays the bass. So, you know, he was on the road a lot. So the time for me, like I said, I was during that time the youngest. And mm-hmm. then I had a, 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 a little brother. So there really wasn't that much time for me and him, but I had older brothers and uncles and sisters. So I was looking up to my brother that was right older than me. And then, you know, my other brother, my oldest brother, I had a brother that played for the Dallas Cowboys, John Williams, that played, he might have played one year. So, Mm. you know, it was always physical with my family, with the boys, with the men in my family. So um, from there, I watched my other brother who had a career in the military as a drill sergeant. That's why I say in the shine, I mean, in the all, those fatigues was part of my life for real, private. Like, that was that was something that 
we wasn't a wealthy family. So I, I used to wear his combat boots and his, his actual army uniform to school. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's where boot camp really came about, making fatigues fashionable. Mm-hmm. Now you get a little bit of money from doing what you're doing in the street. Me watching my next other brother who's, who's in the street and doing what he's doing, now I got now I'm learning how to fight, which was introduced me to the world of boxing and and fifty twos and shit like that and beating up niggas and all this other crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So now I'm introducing to the whole another world of street life. We go out, go meet Decepticons. So now I'm part of this. This is my other family of brothers and sisters, Decepticons, mm-hmm. Decepticons. Now it's still fatigued, but now our boots got trees on the side. It's Timberlands. Now it's looking dope now. Now my hair is wavy now. They think I'm a Dominican black baby now. now <laughs> but for me, all I knew, like I said, all I knew was pain and physicality. I, I didn't speak much. I was still kind of shy. So I was just quiet, deadly. That's all I wanted to do was, was hurt. That's all I knew. Mm. So the time for my dad, it wasn't really none until I got older. And then my mom set me down and put me on to how he was rocking and rolling and a true rolling stone in, a, in the streets and going from state to state. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess it's hereditary. But being and knowing that, I tried to separate that from me and my son now. So that's why you asked me, do I see him? Yeah, even though we separate, yes, I, I I'd make time. If I had to have a show booked for or or cancel and tell them, listen, don't book nothing around from the 16th to the 21st of this birthday weekend. So I can't be out of the country or out of town nowhere. At least I have to be there for the birthday weekend. Then you put the shows back on. Then we move back out. You know, and then my partner does the same thing for him. He has two boys, mm. Messiah and Genesis. So it, it, that's what made it really important to me to try to be the best dad and father or, or role model that I can be to mine. That's, that's all I know. So I don't know if that answered it or, you know, nah, you give us a whole bunch of gems right there. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> now nah, it's good. It's good. Cause like, um, you know, your, your priority is is clear. Your priority is your family and your, and your son in this case, in particular. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. a, and you know being being such a such a lava spitting dude, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> hot lava. You, you gotta say hot lava. It don't count the same. I was gonna make the first trip hot lava. <laughs> um, you know you 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 guys. I mean the whole duck down, but boot camp and and, and you guys, Smith and Wesson, you guys had such a huge and still to this day. I was talking to somebody today, and and he mentioned you like off top. I was like, "Yo, favorite MC go," and it was like, "It's not one. It's it's um Smith and Wesson," and wow. so so it's such a it's such still you still have a huge name out there, right? So it's got to be mm-hmm. difficult in your it's shoes. A legacy, actually. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it has to be difficult for you to prioritize family sometimes because you got to be on a roll. You got to go get that paper, and yeah, and the you, fact you, that that's that's not even, I mean, you you willing to compromise money for that, and that's that's a big 
mature thing to do. And I think it's something, something that people, lost on people. Yeah, and I think it's important that it's spoken and heard because a lot of people are always thinking, "Oh, I got to get the money. I got to get the yeah, money." Because I, because I got, because I got to take care of the family. But, but you know what you're like, saying you, is, you are the bag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not moving around, healthy, your mind, like all this shit coming out in the news about how mental health is fucking. That's nothing new. That nope. shit is nothing new. Why is it new now? Because it's what happening to a younger generation now. Yep. Like the opioids and all that because it's happening to a different type of race now. That's not nothing new. We've been seeing crackheads in our in our hood. We've been seeing dope fiends damn near bending over, touching the ground, but standing up on they the They don't corner. fall, though. <laughs> right, they don't fall, but that hit, that smack be good as shit. Yeah. We've been seeing babies or or this growing up with the minds of a 10 year old in the hood but not doing nothing crazy now it's like they whatever medicine i'm not a professional on it so i'm just you know whatever it is that they're injecting them with or giving them giving to them now that's supposed to help them maybe they stop taking it i don't know what it is but this shit is wicked out here there's some evil fucking monsters and people in the world yo yeah, no, this shit's crazy. And yeah, you have to keep your family safe from that. I mean, stay prayed up however you do it, but you have to keep your family safe. And sometimes compromising money, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Because what you what you put out there is, is especially you, man, you said you got a, a young one at home. That's a sponge yeah. right there. They're soaking up every word, every facial expression, and everything that you do. And for even my older one, he look at come on, I see you on this. You know, all right, I want I want what my dad is rocking. I want the Yeezys. I want this fresh off white stuff. I want a Gucci belt. So you have to still be able to separate it and provide at the same time, and also educate and let them know. Listen, it ain't about all this, nothing materialistic. We 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 we. we I lost that before. I've been burnt out before. I had to stay in a home shelter with my family before. I that was that's shit that goes. It don't happen to everybody, but it happens in life. Some of these shits are unavoidable. Yeah. They're not pitfalls or traps. They're they're just trials and tribulations that's in life that we have to go through. Yeah, at, get at, from point A to point B. At the end of the day. Um... It's important to provide, and, and and that's what we're all trying to do, as men. But but the real bag, what that bag does is provide the real bag. And for me, right now, it's it's seeing a smile on my daughter's face, or spending right. some time with her. That's the real bag at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, you're providing yeah. time. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's it. Word. When you, she jumping on your stomach, waking you up at six in the morning. Yep. Where you like, ah, oh, hey, yeah. And then you, then when you start thinking about the work you gotta do, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> damn, that's Let real. Me play man. with him for a little more hour and take my mind back off of that shit. That is a back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Tech man, it, it, I know you got things to do, so we really appreciate you kicking it with us and, and sharing what you have, man. It was, it was a pleasure. And, uh, Thank you. Like I said, it made it comfortable, man, to even talk. That just, I didn't even know I was feeling that way today. So it, my my heart, my soul, feel life, feel like a weight was just lifted off of me. So, yeah, we're we're gonna you know, we're gonna use that. We're gonna use that for the promo. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're gonna swap lava, out yeah. hot lava. You can have hot lava. Yeah. <laughs> lava hot lava. I raise your spirit like hot lava. <laughs> oh shit! There it <laughs> Yo, thank you, man. You're welcome anytime. This is your platform as well. Word. Thank you, brothers. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, family. Be good. Salute, salam. Stay mighty. Peace. Thank you, man.